it's not even an option. You're getting this stuff because it's going to protect a brute force attack. But some of these other things, your, your biggest exposure is you and your team, right? And so what are, the, what are the practical action steps to kind of protect you against ransomware and getting that? This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. I'm Katie Polson, and we're continuing we're continuing our conversation today on well security, but why we've got downtime in in September. We've got a lot of you might have some time to I don't know clean out your closet or do whatever else. I hope it. I hope you don't. I hope you're so busy in September that your September isn't notoriously slow. But if it is. And even if it's not, I have, we've got a treat for you in Brian Courier from Advantage Technologies and I'll, and we'll introduce him in a minute, but it's a show that you don't want to miss. So please continue to tune in. And for those of you that are new to our show, welcome. This is the goal of this, this podcast is 30 minutes, quick, quick uh, tips on how to do whatever, whatever we're talking about at the moment. And right. And then today we're talking about uh, IT security. So I, um, and if you're a current customer, uh, or um, actually back up people, if you are not a current customer and want to um, be one, you can go to get.dentalintel.net forward slash podcast to get $50 to complete a demo. Um, and I'll make sure to have that link in our show notes as well. If you are a current customer and um, have our analytics platform. We've launched a DI tool called uh, DI Community, and it's a really great place for those of you that want to just talk with one another and learn how to utilize the data that you see in your analytics platform to make it from data to actually something that you can actually use and perform. So it's a really great, great tool. And if Facebook is a place that you like to hang out, please find us at our Facebook Dental Intelligence Podcast community. We'd love to have you there and, and come share like-minded data nerd, data dentist nerd stuff with us. And then lastly, but not least, we're so grateful for those of you that tune into our show every week. We're, it's uh, such an honor and pleasure to be able to share this insight in this dental world with you. Um, and we want to be able to continue to do that for other people in the industry. So if you would go please rate and review this podcast, it helps a lot uh, in our ability to spread spread the good news of, of uh, dentistry and data and how to run your business better. So with all that being said, <laughs> again, we have Brian Courier from Advantage Technologies. Uh, so glad to have you and grateful to be able to talk about IT threats and um, what we can do about them. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I think that's the first time anybody's ever said we're grateful to be able to talk about IT threats. So I'll, I'll take it. I know. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that because yeah. I mean, we, it makes me feel really sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, really glad that we have people in the industry that can help guide us through something that I'm, what I learned, um, from Amy Wood, who's was on the show last week mm -hmm. is that there's like, it's not really an, a matter of if, but when, so let's learn about how to take care of them. So tell us a little bit about how you got into your profession and into the world of dentistry. Yeah. So I, I actually, uh, started Advantage Technologies just as your kind of generic IT repair when I was a sophomore in college um, because, you know, I back then I, you had to pay your own tuition. So <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I was like working my way through college 
And um, the company I was working for actually went out of business. And so I was like, well, I, I guess I can do this. And uh, got connected with a dentist who connected me with a shine rep um, who said, hey, um, you're actually pretty good at this. Would you like to do another one? And so from there, it's you know, just doing a Dentrix install. And this is even pre-digital. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is late 90s. Um, <laughs> I know it's, I'm dating myself really badly here. Uh, but now here we are like uh, 23 years later and we have uh, over 100 people in seven states. And we have about 800 practices where we actively manage and uh, protect their technology on a daily basis. So it's, wow. it's been quite the, quite the ride. I, I joke all the time that uh, after 22 years in this industry, some of my best friends and worst enemies are all dentists. <laughs> <laughs> Get the full spectrum. <laughs> oh, you know, it's really funny, this industry. It really creates um, all sorts of types and breeds. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I love it because it's a unique industry where you have, you have a blend of the artistry, mm -hmm. the technical scientific skill set, and the entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I love all three of those things. And mm -hmm. so I just gravitated to it um, because I love that. I love seeing the entrepreneurial dental dentist who is just talented, but wants to build a business and build something cool for his team and his patients. I love helping those people win. Yeah. Uh, and my contribution to that is technology. Awesome. Really, really, really great. I've said it before. There's no other profession like it, I think, on the planet. So we're mm -hmm. grateful to have you in it. Um, so let's talk about... IT threats. I, I mean, what is yeah. a threat? Like, what are the big threats, and and how do you how do you get them? <laughs> yeah. So so you can kind of classify current threats to technology. Like, the, there's there's a large swath we can talk about here, but really, there's three things we we care about in dentistry. Uh, number one is data loss. Like, we lose information. Mm -hmm. um, the second is unauthorized data access. Uh, the buzzword for that is a breach, mm -hmm. right? And then you have unauthorized change. And this is one people don't think about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's start with the easy one, like unauthorized change. Like what, what, are, what do we mean? Well, let's say, for example, that you are, um, we'll, we'll pick on Susie in Op2, right? Susie's the assistant from Op2. Uh, Susie's boyfriend uh, comes in for a crown and Susie changes the chart so that when it goes to check out, instead of it being a full crown, he's actually just paying for a minor filling or some sort of minor procedure, right? Mm -hmm. So we do see a lot of fraud in this industry, mm -hmm. uh, right? And some of, it, some of it is just, hey, a mistake was made. So yeah. there's an unintentional change, but sometimes it's intentional and fraudulent. And so you know, that's one of the areas we, we wanna look at and there's really, how does that happen? Well, if it's malicious, it happened because Susie changed the procedure because she wanted to save her boyfriend some money so they could go to a nice dinner, right? Mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's not malicious, Susie may have simply made a mistake. Um, and so the, the action step that, that I kind of give people on that is, look, people need, need to know access in your practice management system. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be amazed how many practice management systems we go into uh, for clients and we open it up and everybody has full administrative access to do everything. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt and it. So, mm -hmm. so what we tell people is look, once a quarter have the office manager as part of your SOPs, go through the practice management system, take out the people that no longer work here 
<laughs> because somehow they still get left. I know. And Especially those providers. They're so hard to wean out. <laughs> yes. It's very, very challenging. Very, mm-hmm. very challenging. But go through once a quarter and say, look, if Susie's an assistant, does she need the ability to modify a patient balance? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And does somebody working at the front desk need the ability to modify a clinical note or a clinical procedure? No. Yeah. Uh, and so your practice management system is going to allow you to kind of segment this access rights, mm-hmm. uh, these access rights. And quite frankly, with the exception of the, the doctor or maybe the office manager, nobody should be able to run profitability and, and production reports and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed how often people are just like, oh, yeah, we'll just give them the same access that that doctor has. You know, that way we know they can do everything. Yeah, except they can do everything. Yeah. Um, and that's a really great and, point. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's just a simple, practical thing you can do to mitigate that risk of unauthorized change. Yeah. And I would add in not only in your practice management software, but for those of you that are de- our listeners that are dental intelligence customers, I mean, do I would include, you know, going through your dental intelligence admin privileges and making yeah. sure that they match what your SOP is for your practice management solution. Cause oftentimes people will just use, um, the default, which might be yeah. all. So yep. yeah, Absolutely. really great. Absolutely. Which, I mean, if that's the way you want to run your practice knowingly, that's all. Yeah. But knowing the risk, t- you're taking on the risk as well. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Awesome. That's one thing. That's one thing that I really honestly haven't thought about as like a, as like a, a breach, but, or like yeah. a, or some sort of like, uh, it's a IT risk. Stuff. It's an a IT, risk. it's an it IT risk. risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so yeah. The, the, there's two action steps that I kind of give like mm-hmm. real quick, there's lots of things we can do, but the real quick, simple ones is have your, have your office manager go through mm-hmm. your list of users once a quarter and make sure they still work here and that they're still doing the roles they're set up yeah. for. Um, and the second thing that I would say that we see people overlook is, is just getting some basic training on your practice management or and or imaging systems primarily mm-hmm. for your team, right? Because what we see happen is somebody trains somebody who trains somebody who learned from somebody who was there when we converted from our legacy practice management system nine years ago, mm-hmm. right? And it was eight versions and, you know, nine years ago. And so you lose a lot of the enhancements and productivity and really just the right way to do things kind of mm-hmm. get lost because of the amount of time. And I get it. Like when I first, when I first started this industry, if you wanted training on your practice management system, you had to fly a trainer and their entire family out first class, put them up at a suite at the Ritz for a week. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And and now it's look, take a, take a couple hours in the afternoon and there's modules that people can go through, Mm -hmm. you know, buy everybody lunch and say, Hey, we're going to have a day where we really just learn this core system that is kind of part of the lifeblood of the practice. Mm-hmm. We should be experts at it. Yeah. Um, and so that's another great way to really keep that, that unauthorized change by unintentional error. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really change that around and uh, get a lot of efficiency and just people really getting some, some cohesion with the system and understanding how everybody is doing things and keeping them on the same page. Yeah. 
really, really, really important. I mean, I mean, I learned how to use Eagle Soft and Dentrix from somebody who learned it probably 15 years prior to me. Right. So, right. Exactly. I mean, there's a good chance that I don't know how to export an image correctly and safely. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a, there's a better chance that you're taking seven steps to something that two versions ago, they made into a right click with a single, I know, you know a that's so thing. true. I, know. I don't know. know. I don't know how many times I'm like, I can do that. Why didn't right. anybody tell me? Yeah. 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 So you absolutely. multiply all of those. Oh man, I didn't know I could do that by everybody in the practice by however many times a day that would happen. Mm-hmm. That's real dollars in terms of productivity. Yes. So it's, it's a, it's an excellent investment. In, in training. Yeah. That's, that is such, such good advice. Um, okay. So we've got unauthorized changed. What's the next, what's the next. So one? the, the other one, and I'm going in order of, of severity. The other mm-hmm. one is unauthorized destruction. Um, and, and it makes you scratch your head a bit. It's like, well, is there such a thing as authorized destruction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ac- actually there is. <laughs> uh, if we've got old records that we have to dispose of in a proper fashion, Mm-hmm. Um, that's authorized destruction. We have to purge them from the hard drive. And depending on how crazy you go, you can even stick a drill through the thing. I mean, there's, there's yeah. all sorts of things you can do. Um, but unauthorized destruction is, is things like, um, you know, the, oh man, we had a server crash mm-hmm. or our, our cloud services provider lost some records. Both of these things have happened. I know. Right. I've um, lived, I have personally lived through a server, like we changed over our server and we lost yeah. data from like mm-hmm. a certain time on. It was a literal nightmare. Oh, yeah. I never want to live yeah. through that again. And yeah. I've lived through, I've lived through that. And I've lived through a, uh, one of our clients, uh, had a cloud, uh, management system and the cloud provider lost a couple of weeks worth of records. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it, it happens. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so how do we, how do we prepare against that unauthorized destruction of records? Well, if you've got a, an on-premise system, there is no reason at this point that you should ever lose data. Uh, the backup and business continuity mm-hmm. systems that we have now are light years ahead of, I mean, when I first started in this industry, you, you put a tape in, it was like a little mini VHS tape and you hope to God, you like, <laughs> like did a fire dance around the backup thing to, to hope that it actually worked, right? With no real way of knowing, right? you know, because it just wasn't practical to test it. And now, of course, we've got this little, we've got these little mini servers that aren't a whole lot bigger than, than my your laptop. Phone, your, your laptop. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That, mm-hmm. that sit right there. And it's like, hey, if the server blows up, there's a copy being made to this thing every hour and it'll take over and it's backed up to the cloud. So it, if you have practical steps, if you have practical solutions, I, I can tell you this in 20. 23 years and almost 800 clients that we actually we've never lost data wow like there's no there's no excuse That's, for it yeah. because if, if you take simple practical steps mm-hmm. um you may have a server blow up it, mm-hmm. it happens we we have over 1200 servers that we manage one of them is having a bad day every day yes yeah. because there's 1200 of them yeah um but nobody's going to be like oh man we just lost two weeks worth of data yeah. Like there's, there's no reason for that in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people, look on a, on a cloud system, it gets a little bit more tricky. Um, but what I tell people on, on a cloud system, what you really need to be prepared for is the inability to access it. What happens if Comcast goes down for two days? Cause this happens, mm-hmm. right? We've all dealt with it. Oh yeah. 
Uh, and so I, it's, it's a funny, simple, practical step that I tell people, if you're on a cloud system, the last thing you should do before you leave today is just print out the schedule for the next day. I know. Just in case. Do you know how many times that has saved our bacon? Of course. <laughs> with, the, with the power being out the next day. Right. And then yeah. numbers of the people so we can call them. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the power's out, the internet's out. You've, if you're on a cloud-based system, they're great and they have some amazing applications, but you've added an additional, you've swapped one fail point, the server, for another one, the internet connection and the servers it's connected to. So you, you could have an entire podcast about um, cloud and which is better and whatnot. And there's pros yeah. and cons to each and there's a place for both. Yeah. Um, but the point is you just, you want to take some practical steps. So if you if you have a server infrastructure, look, have a realistic backup and recovery plan that makes mm -hmm. sense. You never should lose data. If you're on a cloud system, it's worthwhile to just print out the schedule for the next day, yeah. just in case Comcast decides to have a bad day. Yeah. Well, also, uh, and, I, and, and, and I'm going to put a shameless plug in because we are dental intelligence. The mobile app on dental intelligence with my yeah. schedule has helped me a ton as well. Like I, when we've gotten into situations where I haven't printed off my schedule, I've had it on my dental intelligence app. So there you uh, go. yeah, yeah. Really cool. Um, okay. So that's the next one yep. talking about unauthorized the, destruction. What's the worst? What's, is that, is there the, a worst one? <laughs> yeah. The worst, the worst one, um, just because there's all sorts of things I can do to protect a practice against unauthorized access, uh, to records or a breach. Right. Um, mm. This used to be just, um, hey, somebody is just brute force hacking your network and, and getting in and accessing, you know, PHI or PII, mm -hmm. your, your EagleSoft or SoftAnt or Open Dental Database. Um, that actually, similar to what we talked about with backups, with the technology that we have in place, realistically, like every single one of our clients uh, has a, a next generation firewall. They have secure Wi-Fi with guest access. They have a managed switch. They have managed backup. If you have these things in place, the chances of somebody actually just brute force hacking into your network are really, really small. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's, it's not that it couldn't ever happen, but it's never happened to any of our clients. And the reason is because I've, I've made them so unattractive, there's easier places to go. Yeah. You know, why am I going to hack this dental office that has a secure firewall and secure Wi-Fi? When this guy's sharing out his Wi-Fi password, just has his Comcast modem, and they both have a Dentrix database, so I'm going to go for that one. Right. right? It's, this it's is the, really, you're going to go for the softer target. The easy, easy um, threat, easy, tar easy. Like the purse sitting inside the on top of the seat in the front seat in the car, right? The, yeah, with the car is, locked open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So what what I can't fix though, and this is where it's it's the biggest issue, is if somebody unlocks the door. Right. So this is the the email that comes in and somebody clicks on it and downloads a ransomware payload. And this is when we talk about unauthorized access, it's not just hacking the network, but where it's really prevalent right now is is malware ransomware is is the biggest one. If you're not familiar with ransomware, um, it's particularly nasty stuff. Google it. You won't sleep all night. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> but essentially, you download you download a you get an email and it says, hey, here's your here's your FedEx tracking number. Mm -hmm. And there's this little thing and you double click on it and nothing happens. And so you do it again and nothing happens. 
But what actually happened in the background is something was downloaded is now active and running on that machine and spreading throughout the network. And it's going to look for things like databases, you know, your EagleSoft database, your Schick database, your Dexis database. It's going to look for collections of Word documents, Excel files, QuickBooks. It loves QuickBooks. Um, and it's going to look then and say, oh, that, that's good stuff. And then it just encrypts it. And by the way, it doesn't do it immediately. A lot of times it'll sit there for days, hours, weeks. You just don't know. It's a random. And then it encrypts all that data, locks it up. And you get a little message on your screen that says, good morning. Um, you, uh, you probably want to access your Dentrix database, but you can't right now because we've locked it. So if you'd like access to it, you're going to send this amount of Bitcoin to this address. Yeah. And if you, if you don't, in 48 hours, we're going to delete your data. And that was kind of version one of ransomware. Mm -hmm. the, the new stuff is, is especially insidious because in addition to doing that, saying, hey, we're going to delete this, it's saying, and by the way, if you don't pay us, not only are we going to remove you from having access, we're actually going to sell all your data on the dark web because we have a copy. Um, I don't want to scare anybody. But this is really, really nasty stuff. You don't want it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can put technical safeguards in place and we do every single one of our clients. Like I said, it's, it's not even an option. You're getting this stuff because it's going to protect a brute force attack. But some of these other things, your, your biggest exposure is you and your team, right? And so what are the, what are the practical action steps to kind of protect you against ransomware and getting that? Uh, number one, no personal email at work, mm -hmm. full stop no personal email on, on company computers. Number two, any device that does not need access to the practice management system goes on the guest Wi-Fi. Doctor's phone, guest Wi-Fi. What, who cares what internet connection he's using to access Snapchat, right? Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, and so unless it absolutely needs access to the PM and the protected health information inside of it, it goes on the guest Wi-Fi because in, in our practices, there's a firewall between the guest and the internal. If you're on the guest Wi-Fi, which is where everybody's phones, if they bring in a laptop, any patient, they can access the internet. They cannot get to the server or any critical files. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's why that's super important. You can design viruses for these things now that yeah. essentially become carriers. They come mm -hmm. in, they get on the local network, and then they deploy their payload. So segmentation is a big deal. So if we can keep it on the guest Wi-Fi, that's good. No personal email. So just to make sure you say that. So could someone, a, a, a patient come in with yep. a virus on their cell phone and it, they come in sure. and get on your, on your, I don't know. If, if you don't have segmented Wi-Fi, yeah. uh -huh. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. that is so scary. Yeah. yeah. Amy does this cool little trick um, when she, when she talks. Uh, where she'll actually hack random people's yeah, cell phones that. in the audience. She yeah, said she hacked somebody. Yeah. Oh my God, it's I, I know how she. I know how she does it, and 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 I admire her for it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I won't steal her thunder, but it's it's super fun to watch. Um, but yeah, same thing applies. You can you can deploy it. It's called a payload. You can deploy it via cell phone, which then connects to your Wi-Fi. And if you just have a regular Wi-Fi that shares the same local network as your servers and workstations, yeah you have an open door. So that's another thing we standardize on is everybody's on the guest. Wi we have two Wi-Fi signals mm -hmm. in every one of our practices, the internal and the guest. Mm -hmm. Everything goes on the guest unless it absolutely has to go on here. Your, your milling machine, it can go on here. 
but the doctor's tablet goes over here. Yeah. No reason. And so um, the other big thing is limiting social media to business purposes. You don't need to be accessing Facebook and Instagram and, and whatnot on, well, I don't even think you can access Instagram on a computer, but Facebook, you certainly can. I mean, you can. Right. I tried for a while. It's the worst. They have the worst. <laughs> right. They do. They have, they've, they totally have left their. Yeah. Uh, they don't care. They don't care. If you're not using yeah. it on the mobile, why are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So for me, that's, that's one of the big things is look, social media, if you're using a business computer, it's for business purposes. Otherwise, no, no personal email, no social media. Um, no, don't get me wrong. You can access social media all you want on your cell phone or your laptop on the guest Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. because then you can do whatever you want. The only thing you're ever going to hurt is your computer. I don't care. Yeah. So yeah. those are some, those are just some simple practical things. And then the biggest one is be absolutely sure when you're opening an email. Just be absolutely sure. Um, if you are not a thousand percent sure, don't open it. We get we get all all the time, every day. We get a ticket that gets opened from one of our clients. Saying, hey, I've got an email here. It just looks a little bit suspicious. Can you all just remote it and take a look at it? Mm-hmm. And we'll look at it like, yep, it's good. Or nope, that's a that's a phishing email. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, just be absolutely. I mean, sure. I just did that yesterday with my own, with our own IT department. I sent them and like, this yeah. looks weird. And they're like, no, we actually sent that. Like it was from them. Yeah. And I'm like, you want me to download to my computer? Ooh, I don't think I can. I need you to yeah. tell me in real life that I can. Yeah. And you just, you just hit on a key point. I need you to tell me in real life. Yeah. Right. Because the, the bad actors, the threat actors that are deploying it, you'll never get them on the phone. You'll mm-hmm. never be able to verify them. Like they, they hide behind anonymity. You get something that looks funky from Chase, call Chase. Yeah. You know, or it, you get something that's funky from, it looks like your oral surgeon that you refer to, call them. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that is one of the best things you can do. Run it by your, uh, run it by your IT department. Our, our customers do this with us all the time where it's like, hey, take a look at this. Yeah, that's good. Or nope, good catch. Oh, yeah. When in doubt, don't open it. That's the really? best thing you can do to, to when in doubt, don't open it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, those are some, I, I learned so much in half an hour. I didn't know that I could learn it. Like I seriously, I, I out of the last couple of weeks, so we've done, I've done, we talked about embezzlement as well. And yeah. I, oh gosh, like <laughs> I have gone, those that are listeners this month, we've all, we've are all going to go down a really dark place. But we're going <laughs> to, we're going to come out being better for it because <laughs> right. I mean, I used to think I used to have like faith and trust that everyone was just doing their best, but now I feel like everyone is maybe just not everyone's just out to get me. So. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I start everyone when I do these talks in person at trade shows and whatnot on IT security. I tell everyone, look, I, I'm not here to scare you. Mm-hmm. I, this is what I want you to take away. Yes, you, you have a lot of really valuable data and there are people out there that really want it. But if you will have a properly managed IT system that is locked down the way it's supposed to be and you are willing to look at things like your practice management and say, no, you don't need access to that. Mm-hmm. And you have some simple steps like you're not going to do social media, get on the guest Wi-Fi. If you take some of those and if you're not absolutely sure, don't open it. We've never had a client fall victim to ransomware. 
Wow. Ever. Um, that's awesome. And that's not because we're so great. It's because no, yeah, it's people, your... if you take, if you take practical steps, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Well, I like, I mean, I liken everything to dentistry because I've, that's all I've known, which is mm-hmm. why I'm on this podcast. But <laughs> right. I, I, be, I it's, it's like prevention in oral health care, right? Like, that's right. Like if someone is terrified, they're going to lose their teeth. I, I often mm-hmm. like, I just, I think, I, I don't know how many times they've come in. I just don't want to lose my teeth. Okay. You're never, you're going to die with these teeth in your mouth. If you do these things, right? That's it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Could you theoretically get oral cancer and lose some of your teeth? Absolutely. You like, right. Sure. Yeah. But statatistically speaking, yeah. it's going to be that guy. Yeah. Who hasn't, the, the one it's going to be this guy who hasn't, who hasn't lost <laughs> since the last time. Doesn't take care of his diabetes. <laughs> And the guy that doesn't floss. Yes. Yep. That's right. It's so true. Right. Well, Brian, this has been super um, exciting and um, really interesting for me. So thank you. I hope that, I hope it's the same thing. I know it will be the same, the same for our listeners. Um, I asked the same question to every one of our guests at the end of the show. And that's because growth is means so much to us here at Dental Intelligence. And it means something sure. different to everyone who I ask. So what does growth in dentistry mean to you? So growth in dentistry means, as we talked about at the beginning, watching people who enjoy the science, the art, and the entrepreneurial journey really be able to build something amazing. I'm, I'm really passionate about that. Um, I love seeing it. And I think tools like Dental Intel are, are really helpful, particularly to the entrepreneurial dentist who really wants to have that level of insight. I think it's, I think it's great. It gives them better data to make better decisions to deliver a better experience for their patients and run their business better. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited by what the future has for dentistry. Oh, good. Well, I am too. And I know that our listeners are as well. Thank you so much for joining. It's, it's been such a pleasure, Brian, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they reach you? Sure. Uh, easiest way is just on our website, which is ADV like advantage hyphen or dash tech, T E C H.com ADV dash tech.com. Um, and then you can get to me or anybody on my team. It's, it's all right there. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure to add that link to our show notes. And, um, yeah, obviously, obviously they know what they're doing. So if you're looking for a new tech guy, reach out to him. Yep. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been growth and dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. Thank you to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing.